Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Gary and Clyde, thank you so much for joining us here on the Dawn Show Live. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So, Clyde, I'll begin with you for the for the background of if, if you would share with us. And Gary, you can jump into is because Gary, you can talk about the film and your involvement. But if Clyde, if you can describe for us the Veterans Brotherhood, because I know as I'm telling people about the Veterans Brotherhood, a lot of people say, I, I kind of have heard of this organization, but how do I help? How do I be? How do I become a supporter? How do I learn more? And I know this is a, a an official five hundred one c three nonprofit, the Veterans Brotherhood. So, can you share with us a little bit about your journey and the story, Clyde? Well, it, it actually the whole story actually starts out in late nineteen sixty nine. Uh, I was a tank commander in Vietnam, and the tank I commanded uh, struck a very large anti tank mine. And that changed my life. I was never the same person. Um, from then on, I, I had a hard time getting along with people. I had a hard time remembering things. I had a hard time even making decisions. And and uh, uh, that was a terrible time in my life. And then I came home from Vietnam. And as you all know, everybody looked down on us Vietnam veterans. Mm-hmm. So I had traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder. But... I never associated the mine explosion with the way I acted. I, 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 I just, uh, I had such a terrible time in life. And, and almost every day suicide was on my mind because I thought life is just not worth the effort. And uh, I, I started the Veterans Brotherhood so that uh, hopefully no one else would ever have to live the life that I did because it was a horrible, horrible life. And uh, the, 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 then I met Gary with Film for Good, and uh, we teamed up, and we felt that we would do this film as a public service to help people with post-traumatic stress disorder. And one thing we want to stress is that uh, you don't have to be in the military to have post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, and that is so true. And, you know, I hope that, as you as you do this great work that it also you know sometimes when we give even even with what you've been through and thank you so much for your service those words are not even are not even enough to say but just hearing you talk about what you've given up in your life and sacrificed in your own life to help others and i look at the statistic on veteransbrotherhood.vet you know on a typical day up to 20 veterans committing suicide and that's Really, what you're trying to do is is change that trajectory and save lives. And with that, I'll bring in Gary. If you can tell us about Films for Good, this beautiful film that you've created that I just want everybody to know about. Well, thanks, Don. The, the, the Journey Home is the film that we're collaborating on. It has one simple overriding 
goal, and that's to save lives. And that's lives of both active duty and veterans that might be lost to suicide due to their PTSD, their traumatic brain injury, military sexual trauma, other traumas that are experienced in the military. And not only, it's important to say not only two things, active duty or part of that up to 22 vets a day committing suicide statistic, uh, that women, suicide in women in the military is on the rise while men's has kind of leveled off. And that it's not only combat vets that we're talking about here. For a long time now, uh, non-combat vets have actually had a higher rate of um, PTS than, than combat vets because they go through the same experience of training up, of being on guard, hypervigilant all the time, those kind of experiences. And so we're trying to, to get the message to vets of all generations, all ethnicities, both genders, that this is a real thing that you might be suffering with. It's not your fault. There's help out there. And that's, that's simply the, the purpose of the film. We're trying to get in front of many eyeballs as possible. And also vets, family members. Family members often don't have a clue as to how to respond to their vet when they come home. It's counterintuitive. You know, somebody comes home from the military, be it combat or non, and they may just want to be by themselves, and they may want to shut the door and isolate or drink or whatever. And a family member's well-meaning response could be, sure, they've been through a tough time, let them alone. And as we learn, that that's kind of the wrong thing to do. So we're hoping to give family members some tools uh, as to how to respond to, to symptoms of PTS if they see that when their vets come home. Yeah, and I think also even the feelings of hopelessness, of despair, the depression, and then it affects your relationship. So I know even some young men who served, not in combat like you're saying necessarily, but, um, you know, where they came home and then they, they maybe ended up divorced. And you think, what happened? And so if they even, even this knowledge to just figure it out and say, wait a minute, let's take a breath. This is, this is something that happens. If we're all prepared for that, it can save those relationships. There's a a military chaplain in the film who says that, you know, we're not insane. We're sane people trying to cope with an insanity. Being put in that circumstance that we're not built for, you know, in normal everyday life is going to have an effect. And it makes sense for people to be aware of that before they go in, while their families are in, and when they come home. And another point that the film makes is we look upstream is why do so many vets come home so ill-prepared? This isn't all on the vet, the family member, or the, or the, or the Veterans Administration, which, get, which gets relentlessly criticized. Uh, you know, criticism is fair where it's due, but... You know, the DOD has these young men and women under their control throughout their time of service. And there are points made in the film by veterans um, and, and uh, therapists who deal with vets that, that we ought to spend at least as much time preparing vets to come home as we do preparing them to be in service. There are all kinds of training programs for vets from basic training on through advanced and specialist training. And they do not get that kind of transition time uh, between leaving service and coming home. And that 
in and of itself could make a huge difference if it were adopted by the military in all branches as part of what you do to transition people home. Yes. And that's just it. You know, there was a story recently, um, just yesterday in the Military Times, and they had a big headline, is the military uh, too woke for its new recruits? The Army missed a recruiting goal by 15,000 new soldiers this year, coming up 25% short of its goal. And sometimes I think they should focus less on, I don't know, appeasing some of the, the political factors and focus more on things like this because, you know, they see their community members come home and they're depressed or they can't get a job or they're suffering emotionally. And a lot of times people say, well, why would I go in to, to serve? It's the same thing on, on a different level with, I think, police and law enforcement. I mean, overall, we just see recruitment way down. And so I, I'm looking at all of it, just the political climate is is not celebrating those who protect and serve and then supporting them when they come home in every way, emotionally, in a business and economic capacity. It, it just seems to me that we're so off, off base as, as we look at what's happening and like what you were saying with what the Department of Defense and our government is really focused on. Well, as a whole, veterans that come home are more likely to start a small business than a non-veteran. They're more likely to be a coach in their little league. They're more likely to be to continue to serve. What we're focused on is those that, through their experiences, are not able to do that. And while there's a lot more recognition now for vets coming home than there were when Clyde came home, mm-hmm. um, there still is that that loss of purpose, that sense of not being on a mission, that sense of losing your your battle buddies, your your comrades, and that, and that. So one of the things that the film looks toward is essentially when you help, when you continue on a mission to help other people, it helps your healing. And there's parts of the film devoted to showing people like Clyde creating grassroots community organizations and getting involved as mentors and things like that, that really help their own healing journey. And the other thing about Clyde's group, the veterans brotherhood that we want to put out, point out is that, you know, this is as grassroots as it gets. This is something that every community could have. There are, you know, there's a whole plethora of veterans groups out there that do a wonderful job. And there are a lot of communities that see their local veterans on the street and don't have a mechanism to go take them off the street. What Clyde did was say, hey, this guy's on the street. This this man or woman doesn't have a place to go. They don't have food. Let's go take care of them until the big systems can take care of their housing or their other needs long term. There's a vet that has, due to his or her PTSD likely, has committed some kind of misdemeanor infraction and is maybe facing you know, jail time or some, some other kind of financial burden they can't afford. Let's go in there, work with the district attorney's office, become mentors so that we can help guide them through the process and divert them. And communities around the country can do that. It's not, it's not, you know, it's not rocket science. It takes a lot of heart and a lot of determination, which is where Clyde comes in. Okay. Well, let's play a little clip um, of the, the film, if we can, The Journey Home, listen in. 
Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. We were contacted by the multi-veteran center about this veteran who's homeless. And we put him up over Thanksgiving. So we're going to put him up for three days. Then the multi-veteran center is going to assist them after that. With the, one thing with the Veterans Brotherhood, we're like first responders. Um, when we hear of a veteran, we take them off the streets right away. Since our big thing in the Veterans Brotherhood is, is, is veteran suicides, we pick them up immediately when they're at their lowest. They have absolutely nothing, nowhere to go. To see them, a man in his 70s, sleep in a car with his wife because they have nowhere to go, that's pretty sad. And, and stuff like that should never happen in this country. And that. that's why I'm proud of the Veterans Brotherhood because we're there to, 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 to step in and prevent something like that. Coming home from Vietnam was the lowest point in my life. I didn't realize that I had traumatic brain injury or post-traumatic stress disorder at that time. And I isolated myself from people. I didn't want to be near people. I didn't want to talk to people. Uh, I, I pretty much hated everybody, including myself. I don't think there was hardly a day that went by that I didn't think about suicide. Yeah, and so that was obviously Clyde, Clyde's voice. It's a beautifully done film. Uh, Gary, just high praise and, and certainly getting great reviews and, and grateful reviews by so many. But Clyde, when you listen to that, do you get a sense of, um, I don't know, satisfaction that you're part of something that is huge and that is hopefully turning the tide and letting every veteran know that you're loved and that there, there are people out here who appreciate you and are with you. Well, I, uh, I do get a sense of satisfaction, but uh, every time I see something like that or hear something like that, I think there's so much more that has to be done. So, you know, it's, it's it's there's so much there's so many people out there that need help and and uh i, I we're not going to help them all that's for sure but we can sure try absolutely and that's one of the things that that gets to how we want to distribute the journey home we're not looking to go and win a film festival get a buyer and be in the rich theater for two or three weeks you know we want this film to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible directly vets their families and active duty. So we're going to go to every veterans organization or educational institution that will have us. We're going to go to the second run movie theaters in communities where vets live, and we're not going to make money an obstacle. So we want, we don't want that to be a barrier to people seeing this film. So we're giving it away. If we're showing it for free, that's what we're going to do. Well, I'm making it my mission between now and veterans day. And we want to have you back. So we, we had talked on the phone a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Um, and, you know, Gary, I just want to make sure that we get the word out and that we get the right venues and the platform so that we can we can get this word out and reach as many people as we can. So how, how do people support you? I know it's veteransbrotherhood.vet is the website, beautifully done website that explains your mission and, and all of that. And they can, everybody can see a clip of, of your film there, but what, how do people support you? They're going to want to know how do they contact you, volunteer, donate. To volunteer and Clyde, they would 
to volunteer and donate, they would contact Clyde. If anybody wants to arrange for a showing of the film, they can contact Clyde or me directly. Uh, I'm at Gary at films dash the number four dash good dot com. Um, uh, there and there's um, the website is is the same thing, and uh, we'd be happy to come to any community anywhere and show this film. And and the Veterans Brother can also help people start a local group if they say, "Gee, I don't know where to start." Everybody has a gift that they can use in service of this in their local community. It doesn't take specialized education or experience. It just takes the commitment and the willingness to put the the time where the mouth is. And that's something we hope to leave is is also, you know, groups like this in other communities to, to support other existing groups and veterans in need. Well, I'm making this my mission, too. So I'm signing up. Clyde and Gary, thank you so much for being here today. You, for, yeah, and we're going to follow up. So we'll continue on with this. But Clyde, Gary, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you, Dawn. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time, baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.